I believe we are all hardwired to be creative. And the thing that makes us uniquely human is our creativity. Welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. Join me for conversations with inspiring humans tapped into their creativity and solo chats as I get to know my own. Whether you're looking to spark inspiration, reconnect with your inner creative, or you're just starting to get to know your creative self, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Spark. Hey friends, welcome back to The Spark. I'm so glad you're here, and if you're listening to this in real time, it's the first day of summer for us, and I feel so light and excited. I have butterflies for just the, I guess, just the abundance in front of us, time, no schedules, sunshine, adventures, all of that. I'm so excited for this summer. Um, for me personally, it feels like this moment in time where I'm just going to really be present and pour in because as of September 1st, I retire as being a stay-at-home mom and I'm full time with you guys and I'm super excited to really be present all summer for my kids and my family and then come September be able to really turn up the volume on this business. So stay tuned. There's so much beautiful stuff coming and I'm I'm just excited to have the bandwidth for it. Right now I feel like I've layered in this podcast and it is definitely, you know, a lot of work. I'm bootstrapping this whole thing myself. I edit everything myself, all of it. And two episodes a week is 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 pretty good. So I'm excited for the summer. I'm excited for not having to do, you know, school stuff. And uh, I'm ready for some some real adventures. Today on the pod, I have a beautiful soul. Her name is Jody Bond. And her Instagram and her blog is House on a Sugar Hill. She lives about 30 minutes outside of Georgia with her four kids, and she's a DIY home decor Instagram queen. I started following her a while back, a few years ago, and I try not to follow too many too many of one thing, you know, like I could, I love DIY and I love home decor, but I, you know, I don't want to fill my whole feed with that. I also love lettering and same, same for that. So there's a few special people that I follow in each of these um, categories that I love. And Jody's definitely my number one source of inspiration. I love the way she decorates her home, but more importantly, I love the way she, she she brings it to us. She has this real beautiful balance of doing it herself and also sharing her her journey along the way, her personal journey. And I think it's really special. I know you guys are going to love her. She's got a great personality and a lot of great perspective on balancing work life and being a mom and being a professional creative, you know, having to turn it on. Uh, we speak about boundaries and navigating, you know, tough times. And and I think it's a really beautiful conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, here's Jody. Hi, 
Hi, nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Welcome. Welcome Thank to the you. spark. Thank you for saying yes. It really means a lot to me. I'm so honored to be here. Thanks for asking me. I feel like I have this superpower that I can see people's um, effort and potential and like creativity. I don't know if everybody has that, but I can really see that. And that's why when I was putting my list together of who I really wanted on the first season of the podcast, you came to mind because wow, that means a lot. Thank you. Well, yeah, you're welcome. I, I see you working hard and I see you balancing. And, um, I want this podcast to not be just exactly the creative things that I do. You know, I want this to be a place that showcases all sorts of ways we can create. That's kind of like the message here is that we are all creative people and I see how you do it and I'm and you inspire me. So anyways, um, can we start by you introducing yourself? Um, because you have kind of an interesting job, I'd love for you to explain it and, and maybe where you are in the world. That would be awesome. I would love to. Yes. So I am here in Atlanta, Georgia. We're about 30 minutes out of the city. So up in the suburbs and I have four wonderful kids, uh, ranging from 15 to eight. So we've got a busy household here. I actually have two upstairs right now doing digital learning and two at school. Um, but, um, what I do is technically called an influencer and it was a job that just came to me. I didn't even know it existed when I started doing the work here on my house. So to give you a little backstory, um, about seven years ago, my family was relocating. We just wanted to be closer to work and friends. So we were looking for a home to buy. We didn't want an older home, but we could not find something that we wanted in the location we wanted that was newer. So then we started looking at these older homes and we found this home and everything about it was perfect, except it um, was very, very outdated. And at the time I was just like, oh no, this is not what I was looking for at all. But um It was interesting though, because as I drove past this house and as we were considering it, I was like, oh, this was not what I was thinking at all. But I had this intuitive hit that this is your home and you are going to build a business out of this home. And at the time, again, that was not even in the cards for me. I I had a six month old at the time and I was just enjoying mom and I had been homeschooling my kids in that season. So it was an interesting little intuitive hit that I received there, but lo and behold, it happened. And how that happened is as I started to upgrade my house and do DIYs and just do things that I love, I have a, a, just a little bit of a different style, I would say. I just love to experiment with color and light and just, yeah, kind of be a little wild with my home. Um, People started following along with what I was sharing on my Instagram account and it started growing and growing and it was just a really fun hobby until I realized, hey, this is a job actually and became my full-time job. And so here we are, man, five years later and um, yeah. That's amazing. That's so cool. And I love specifically how you got that intuitive hit. And um, I'm big on like on trusting the ideas when they come. And uh, more than ever, I feel like 
the ideas that I have, I've always been kind of like, I have lots of ideas and just that's the kind of person I am. And lately I've been just really leaning into trusting that they were for that, that idea was specifically for me. Right. Like, and, and not that I have to hold on too tight to it. I can just see it and feel it and kind of like move with it and not necessarily know how it's supposed to end up, but just like feel it. And I think that's so cool that like it, it ended up being that for you. But when you got that hit, you didn't like know that you were going to be this like DIY Instagram queen, you know, I didn't even know that existed. So I think that's really cool too, because it was for me again, almost a leap of faith to trust that that was the right, this was the right move for us but it was just, it was just a feeling. That's so cool. That's Mm -hmm. so cool. And I'm sure I can only guess that, um, evolving your home and taking on these little projects was, Mm -hmm. I mean, as you were raising such a young at the time, such a young family, Mm -hmm. it must've been kind of a tricky to balance and then B it must've been such a great place to pour into like Mm -hmm. that creativity to kind of like have something that is yours and that you can put your energy into. I can feel that so deeply. Oh, for sure. Yes. It was that for me. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. So I would love to know, I always ask my guests, um, what are a couple ways that you nurture your creative self. I believe we all have a creative self. And I think that the more that we nurture her, I think it's like, we have a physical body we have to take care of and a mental brain that we have to take care of. And then I think there's this other piece of our creative self. And if you don't choose to engage it, we can exist. But I think when we do engage and nurture her, that it's, it's like, we become this fertile place for ideas. And then it's just like, you can just be more like incredible. I think your world becomes more shiny. So are there a few things that you kind of do that, you know, and it doesn't have to be like artistic things. It can just be like nurturing things. Yes, for sure. So I've been in an interesting season where creativity is my job. And when creativity becomes your job, sometimes it loses a bit of the spark that you Mm -hmm. talk about because there's not the option to not do it. It's not coming, always coming from a place of overflow anymore. Um, Uh, I've had to be really, really intentional about channeling that creativity, but in other ways, besides my normal or just my go-to way, which, which has been designed. I love that so much. I've done that since I was a kid, just been experimenting with um, shapes and colors in that way. But um, so I've had to be intentional about branching out. And often for me, because what I do is so hands-on too, um, I've, I've learned that the ways that really help bring back that creativity are just a different avenue. So I love when I prioritize writing, that's Mm. really good for me. And then in this, this latest season, as we've gone through COVID, I've walked a ton and I just walk and think and imagine because imagination is such a key piece to creativity to just let our minds go wild and dream up all of the things. So I'll turn on music and I've tried to take one hour walk a day. I don't always get that in, 
But when I get to do that and I let my mind start creating in different ways, it all of a sudden starts breathing that life back into me, which is just imperative because without it, everything that I'm doing is pretty stale. Sure. And I think your audience can see, I mean, I think your audience, we don't see this, but I think that we would feel it when it was not, yeah. When that, that energy is not there. Um, I always find that being outside and just giving yourself, I think space is a big part of it. Just like creating space, however you decide to do it in your life. I think getting outside is super important, but just that space, you're right to let your mind wander and just, and not even like, just let it go and not Mm. let the, you know, all the, but the what ifs and like, you know, all of that inner critic come up, but just, just, I don't know if you follow Abraham Hicks, but anyways, they talk about, they're just like a collective consciousness about, um, aligning with your true self. And, you know, it's a spirituality thing. Mm. And they talk about, um, dropping, uh, milking it, which I don't love that word, but, um, like milking, um, something that feels like super good to you. And just like, Mm. just like, teasing it and enjoying it and sitting Mm, in it. And, and I think that that is just so nurturing if we can allow, but it takes that effort, right? It takes that effort. Like this morning I had this idea come through that was like so bright and fiery. And sometimes it it can make me feel a little bit like, ah, ah, like, do Mm. I write it down? Do I like, what do I do with this? And I just, sat in it, like in the sunshine, in the window, like drinking my coffee and just like Mm. allowed it in. And, oh gosh, it just feels so good. And who knows? I think that's, what's so exciting about ideas for me is like, I don't know what they're going to end up looking like a Mm. lot of my ideas. And I'm sure you can resonate, like started as one thing and then got pulled forward and, and expanded and then maybe pulled forward and expanded Mm. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, I love retracing that. Like, remember mm-hmm. when I had that thought the first time around, I had no yes. idea it was going to live in this place now. Yes. And I think in your home, you can feel that, right. Especially like physically, you can move things around and you thought it looked great in this spot, but geez, like it yes. lives in this spot so much better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I can totally resonate with that. Yes. yes. And I love that idea of just sitting with something that you've gotten that, you know, feels like a, has so much energy to it and then let it be what it's going to be. I think that's a really, really beautiful part of the process. And for me, it reminds me of sometimes how I do my home, which is not technically how a designer should be doing her home. But for me, what I do here is different. I'm not an interior designer by trade. I'm a mom who enjoys to make her house look beautiful and learn how to do that in different ways. And so I actually really like to let the styles come to me as I'm working on them, mm-hmm. which is fine. I've, li- I've, I've learned to not be super planned out with my projects. Sometimes it bites me in the butt totally, but that's part of the process. It's part of the fun of it. It's part of sharing. So, um, I I can resonate with that, even with the work that I do here in my home. And I think uh, as you're saying that, I think that what makes it so cool that you are not a designer and you're not like working on other people's homes and sharing, 
other people's home so much. It's just your home. I feel like I know your home so well. You do. Right. And then I can see you when you're moving the pieces around Mm -hmm. and maybe it's just me because I love interiors and I love rejiggering everything always that I love watching the evolution of the home. That's what it is. It's just like a a beautiful evolution. Mm -hmm. And your home is so important. I mean, not, I mean, yours is important. Mine is important with our home. And it's so cool that you invite us in, you show us, you know, your flaws, you show us, uh, the process, you show us the behind the scenes and, you know, that word influencer feels kind of like, I don't love it for you, right? but because it, for me, it's just feels so much more. It's like Mm -hmm. you're, you're bringing us into your world and Mm -hmm. I just, I really love it. And I'm, and I'm actually like, right before you came on, I was really proud of myself for this whole journey of the podcast, because really what I get to do is like, I get to invite people that inspire me and like Mm. bring them closer and bring them in. And it just feels so special to have you here with me. So it's so special to be here. Uh, I've watched you for a long time. And um, along the lines of like, I have a lot of ideas. I've Mm -hmm. definitely like shot ideas at you before. And I hope I hope people in general, like when I do that, I'm kind of like free with my ideas. Like it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to use it, but I'm Mm -hmm. just inspired and want to share it. I love that you do that. I do. And I think it's so cool that like now it's, I can remember like when I first started reaching out to you and talking to you, it's like, well, actually this is where we ended up. And And for me, that that feels really good. And that's that whole idea of like an idea, a spark, just being pulled forward and being pulled forward. And now we're here. I agree because it's a no brainer for me. When you ask me, I'm like, of course, we've had so many conversations and so many beautiful moments together, even just in DM. So it's like, yes, let's chat here. So I agree with you. Like all those small little pieces lead to a new place. Yeah. So the theme of the first season is, um, surrendering and that when I had the idea of seasons, the whole point of having seasons is to actually build in breaks, Mm -hmm. um, because I need this to be Mm -hmm. sustainable, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm a stay at home mom, although I've just switched to saying I'm a work from home mom now that I have Mm -hmm. a podcast. Right. And you know, I need to, this is a creative work. And like you, like we need to make sure that all of this is, is able to stay going and feeling good. I'm really focused on the feeling of it. So anyways, when I came up with this idea of seasons that felt really good and a nice long, like three week break that felt really good. And I tried, and then I started sitting in the idea of like, well, what's the theme going to be? And um, just like the word surrender just started popping up in my world for like three days straight. And I was just like, okay, all right, mm-hmm. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when it, you started popping into my field of vision for, as being, a, um, a conversation. Um, and so what, what comes up for you when I say the intersectionality of creativity and surrendering? Mm, yeah, that's really good. Um, For me, one of the first things that comes to mind is because creativity is my source of income, it can also be one of my, my highest sources of stress or fear or anxiety. And 
those are not things that foster creativity in any way. So it's so interesting. It's been a discipline to hold them in tandem Mm. and to realize, yes, this is what provides for my family, what puts food on the table. And I, I have to do this right on one hand, but on the other hand, I have to somehow still carry it with freedom and no pressure when it's possible. And so for me, because that's such a tricky thing to handle, I, um, I put boundaries around my work often. And, um, there was a particularly very, very difficult season for our family. And I shared a little bit about it, or I shared about it on my Instagram when my husband moved out in, um, kind of the beginning of COVID. And I, I freaked out. It's like, how am I going to handle being the parent to four children and run a business? I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I made a decision in that, that moment that, um, the, my long-term self would choose a healthy mom in this season and a healthy person over a business that didn't have any, um, you know, ruffled feathers in it. So I, I made the decision. I will only work under the condition that it's truly life-giving and truly giving me joy. And if it's not, I'm not going to work. And it was scary to make that decision because I knew that that could be sacrificing a lot possibly because who knew what the next day was going to look like, who knew if I had the energy was going to have the energy to get out of bed and move things forward. But I decided, you know what, my long-term self would choose that priority over my work. And so, so interesting that that season, when I decided to do that and take a step back from work and only produce when I felt like it was bringing joy or life-giving, I probably did the most work I've done all year long, because once I took that pressure off of myself, it just, it just came out as a source of healing. And as a source of, um, taking all my energy and putting it into something productive and all of these different ways without the pressure. And as soon as the pressure came on, I was like, I'm out, but, but lo and behold, it didn't mean that I was out more. It meant I was like working in it so much more, if that makes sense. Because yeah. it was coming from a place of surrender. I'm not doing this if it's going to cause me anxiety or fear or stress. I'm only going to do it if it's bringing me joy. So I have to surrender it. And it became, it, it was massive. I've played around. I've thought, oh, could I do that again? Because that actually worked out really well. But I don't think I can play, do that reverse psychology on myself. <laughs> I think that I, I just have to keep moving forward now. I needed to do that in that season. And it was beautiful how it came out. It was beautiful how it worked out. That's amazing. I would just love to acknowledge the wisdom that you have in like listening to your future self mm-hmm. and asking your future self what, mm-hmm. you know, because right. Like, um, armchair experts or like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, rear view is whatever 2020. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I love that you like pulled yourself up, Aww. um, and, and used that, that mm-hmm. innate wisdom that we all have, right? Like we all have it. And, I was hoping you were going to say that about that. You actually felt like there was more when you started focusing on just taking Mm -hmm. inspired action and only taking action when it's inspired. Um, it's, that's so interesting. And as I transitioned from like the pre-launch of the podcast, which was like years of just like 
figuring all of it out. And then literally like two weeks ago, now I'm like post Mm -hmm. and I've, and I'm, I just keep asking myself, like, I've never had more work to do because I'm doing two episodes a week and that's, uh, and I'm doing everything myself. Yeah. And I, I feel so clear. Like, it's like all of a sudden now I have like clarity as to like when I show up and when I don't, and there's no energy that's being siphoned in the shoulds. The sh- I should be doing this and I should be doing that. But like that low energy where you like, can't get yourself to, and then you're not actually like resting when you're not doing it. You're just like sitting in the discomfort of like, Oh, it just, and when that evaporated, I was just like, Oh, and I can feel that same for that time for you. Yes. Yes. You're just free to run, free to create out of joy. It's so beautiful. Oh, that's so wonderful. I, I love that. Um, personally, I love all your projects. Would you share with me one of your favorite projects that you've done? Absolutely. Well, I, I'm about to fully reveal my, my garden deck on Thursday, but I did share a sneak peek of it and I'm loving this. It's, it's not a room design. It's just, we had a garden bed down, down in our backyard and there were so many plots to plant in. It was overwhelming to me. So last year we ripped out half of them and then we built a deck right in, in this, like it's kind of inset. So there's retaining walls around it and it's been sitting there for a whole year. It's just, nothing's really been out there, but this spring I've been slowly working on it. And I just painted a mural Well, I used a deck stain and in different colors, cause you can have them um, tinted different colors. So I have a pink and um, a brown and a lighter like khaki color together on my deck, which I was nervous when I started putting it down, it looked pretty bad at first. I'm like, Oh, please, please work out. Please be the, be what I envision. But it is, it's so pretty. I mean, so pretty out there. And so now we have some pat- patio furniture and a little propane fire pit and string lights and this gorgeous mural on my deck. And I just love it. Yes. Love it. I love I've, I've created for, for a few years when I was growing my Instagram account, almost in this sense of duty, like, Hey, this is what's going to perform. Well, this is, you know, like I kind Mm -hmm. of was looking at it very much like a job for a few years and realized I wasn't creating home. I loved And so of course corrected about a year ago and decided that I'm going to do what makes my home, my home. Cause it's my home. (laughs) I need to love my home. And so I'm just kind of redoing some of the spaces in my home and making them to places that I really love. And it's bringing me so much joy. Oh, that's so cool. That's so Mm -hmm. cool. Um, I think that when we have our home and especially like little nooks and crannies and vignettes that are just like perfectly designed for our delight. And then we get to engage with them all the time. Like that is another way that I think we nurture our creative self. Mm -hmm. I don't underestimate the value of like a well tuned in home. And I don't like, it could look like anything as long as it's serving you. And I'm so glad that you're taking that, that new approach. Yeah. Yes, me too. It's been fun. And just to realize, um, well, because it's also a messy combination of my home being my work again, like sometimes I forget that it's my nest or my kiddos nest Mm. and it's their fallback. So that's been my intentionality over the last specifically few months. I want to just 
take a section of it and create the safest environment that I can for myself and for my kids, instead of looking at it through this lens of work or this project I have to complete with a brand or this or this, which kind of, I fell into a rut of doing that. So it's been really nice to get out of that and start really focusing on making it a safe little nest. Cause that's what it is. Yeah. Right. It, it mm-hmm. totally is. And it's so funny. I forgot that you did that. You did that mural on the on the deck. Mm-hmm. We, um, we live in the woods and we have a bunch Lovely. of acres and we're building a platform and a campsite out there. Oh, nice. And the deck, um, it's like a low deck, just like yours. It's going to be mm-hmm. 12 by 12. Mm-hmm. And my husband was like bummed out because wood prices are oh. insane right now. Right now. Yes. Yeah. And Great. so we, we took the wood from, we, we made a, um, we're in Maine and we did a ice skating rink for the first time this past year, which was so cool. I mean, I have little kids, five and seven year old, and it was such a fun thing to do as a family. Cause we were all kind of, uh, beginners together. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, but we've taken that wood and my husband's building a platform Oh, and he was really bummed out because the decking was just like so expensive. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was like, I don't know, maybe we'll just like get some plywood and then we'll put a tarp over it. And then once, once that's done, we can, Mm -hmm. we can upgrade it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, can I draw, can I make a mural on it? And he was just like, yes. Yes. And then all of a sudden it was like this collaboration that Mm -hmm. we're doing together and we're both super psyched about it. And Mm -hmm. it's another example of like an idea being pulled forward, pulled forward, pulled forward, because Mm -hmm. back when this whole kind of like vision for my business came to me, um, this past like December, Mm -hmm. um, I always, you know, had it like a little design company as I was teaching myself all these things that I love. Um, I'm completely self-taught too. And Mm -hmm. so when I kind of like I went through a really tough time during COVID because my mom was really sick, Mm -hmm. um, with a mental illness that was just like, uh, it was really challenging for all of us because we had never really experienced it. And, um, it was very chaotic. And so in the fall, I needed to really just like take some space and set it all down. Mm -hmm. And in that space, like in that radio Mm -hmm. silence that I just like needed, just needed to take, that's when like all these ideas started. Like it was not the first week. It was like the end of the second week when it was just like, it was like my nervous system was like, Oh, okay. We, 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 this is safe. Like I can actually settle in. And these ideas came down and like Coco came through Mm -hmm. and, um, but it was that surrendering, like setting Mm -hmm. everything down, all the expectations, everything. And, then all of a sudden it was like, now it was clear what I wanted to pick back up, what boundaries I wanted to put on, like all of it throughout my creativity and my personal life. And so then Coco came to me and in January I set a challenge and I don't know if you've ever, if you're you're the type to do this, but I set a challenge for myself because I wanted to kind of like refine my illustration skills and Mm -hmm. I needed something to spark my inspiration because I realized that the thing that I thought I was that was my weakness. I thought that I was like, I would start things and get really excited about them and then like fall off the the wagon. And one day, like in that kind of like fertile void, as my friend calls it, Mm -hmm. um, I realized that my superpower is that I actually spark my creativity through Mm -hmm. these little challenges and I don't fall off 
what I do is I'm actually just creating space. And then I realize that I don't actually want to be doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. I want to be doing this. And like, Mm -hmm. that is awesomely productive, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I started realizing like, I spark my own, like it just kind of started dropping Mm -hmm. in like crazy. That's amazing. Right. And so all of January, I decided to challenge myself to do an illustration a day, like, like a digital illustration in my brand colors to just Mm -hmm. see what comes through. Yeah. So I came up with like a couple landscapes, like also, like if you go through my, you'll see it in my brand, like all these illustrations are from that time. It was so cool. Cause I kind of had an idea that that's what might end up happening, but I didn't know what I was going to come up with. Like, I don't know. One day I like did a, a woodpecker and the next day I did like some abstract. I didn't know. I just, I just let it flow. And there's so much of my brand elements now from that time. That's beautiful. Yeah. And one of the, one of the, like, I did a bunch of, um, landscapes and one of them, I'm just like, oh, that's going on the deck Mm -hmm. out in the woods. Like, (gasps) like I had no idea that that digital illustration was going to amazing. And now it's getting pulled forward and being even bigger on, Mm -hmm. you know, in physical form and that kind of stuff just really friggin' Mm -hmm. delights me. It's just, yeah, you just never know what an idea is going to like evolve into. Um, I just love that. I just love it. That's exciting. Yeah. It's really What other challenges do you find being, um, you know, um, a mom and a creative entrepreneur? Yeah. Oh, well, work never, because we're work from home, it it is never goes away and it's always, always in my face. So I have, oh, I've just experimented with different ways on how to be a fully present mom, Mm. but also an entrepreneur and a businesswoman. Um, I love this definition of balance because I, I used to think of having the right balance, like work and parent, all that. We have to find this like equal tension where we're everything's standing up and we have to find it. Where's that balance? So I'd live in this pressure. What does the balance look like? But someone redefined it for me one time. It's more of like the kind of balance a, sail- a sailor will find on a boat. And that balance is always having to shift as the boat shifts. So it's never just static. It's never one thing, but it's seasonally. We we realize that something is not working quite like it used to. So we shift a little bit and we, we throw a little bit more weight over here or over there. And that truly is what I've found being a parent and juggling the things that I have to juggle. It is not static. And there is no one set way and it's how it looks today is not going to be how it's going to look in two weeks, three months. So I just have to stay a little limber with it, with it all, hold it all in going through a year. Like we went through over 2022, we realized nothing's impossible. I mean, the world is shifting and changing and we don't know what to expect. So I've been trying to learn to just be very flexible, present uh, aware. And then my, uh, I, one of my weaknesses, I should say, is that I have, we all have it just a massive amount of mom guilt, massive amount of mom guilt. So I really have to be aware of that one particularly and realize that there are totally fine times to be like, Hey, mommy's working right now. Yeah. It'd be fine. Go play this or this or this. I, I always have that voice inside of me. That's like, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be on all the time, but I'm 
trying to be aware of that, find the times I'm, I'm on with the kids and try to be fully on. Mm. And then when I'm off, just let them know and not feel guilty about that. I do have a four o'clock kids get off the bus. Mom stops working. And recently I found actually one of my, my youngest daughter, she's been just struggling at night with just fear and all that. So I have good or bad. Typically I'll just kind of talk with talk her through it. And then I leave, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to snuggle you in bed while I finish work for this season, you know, mm-hmm. and that that's working really well for her. And she falls asleep in peace and I'm, I'm working. So I don't know. That's kind of, it, that won't last forever, but for the season right now, that's working for us. So I think, I think the concept of seasons is great. Mm-hmm. Um, because instinctively, you know, that it doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I love, I yeah. love that metaphor of the sailing because yeah, you're right. It's things need different attention at different times. Yeah. And I have this tendency to try and like make a schedule because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I stay home and it's like, right. make a schedule. Yeah. And it's this balance for me of like honoring this mission, this, um, vision in my soul, on my heart. And then also, but like my other responsibilities Mm -hmm. can make that stuff, the stuff that's important to me, go to the bottom of the list immediately. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and so to have to, for a long time, I felt so frustrated by that. Like, like I was slighting myself just ever so slightly every time. And I'm trying to, and there just trying to be a little bit more graceful with that. And like, you know, this Mm -hmm. morning, actually I posted on Instagram and I'll pass this forward to you too. I think you're doing a great job. Mm -hmm. And I think that just like in all the things I can tell you're a great mom. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that we say that we tell ourselves that too, you know, you, you know, you're doing a great job regardless of the guilt that is like programming. That's just programming, Mm -hmm. but you know, in your heart, you're doing a great job. And, um, I like this morning, I started the morning off by coloring with my kids and they, you know, they wanted my attention and Mm -hmm. I've been trying to like fill up their mama cup Mm -hmm. first thing. Right. And then hopefully (laughs) it's enough. And then they can go off and, you know, play. Um, but I think being super intentional with our time with our kids and not like, um, siphoning it away by being disconnected or distracted, Mm -hmm. I I mean, we're building businesses on the internet. So like my kids will say to me like, Oh, don't turn into a zombie on your phone. Mm -hmm. And, And I'm just like, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing this all on purpose. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing this so we can have the flexibility, you know, right. I but my kids can't com- comprehend that. Right. Right. But it's yes. the, the intentionality of showing up with, and, and like pouring into the kids and like giving them the undivided time, I think is just yeah. really essential. It is essential. It absolutely is. And that's something I try to prioritize too. I know in the beginning of when I started growing this as well, and I was just trying to figure out how to do it. Well, I, I was on my phone all the time. And my kids would say that too, mom, you're always on your phone. I'm like, I'm working. Imagine I'm in an office. Um, but, but as I've kind of walked through it, realizing, okay, there are times I will let myself be on my phone. And then times I 
have to just put it away and out of the room, out of sight. Otherwise I'm going to check on right. things. I'm going to check on work. And um, yeah, it's been good to find a good rhythm, not rhythm, discipline with my technology use as a parent, you know, to realize, yeah, it's, it's good that I use it. It have to use it. It's essential. And then for me and for my kids, it's essential. Sometimes I just put it away. Yeah. It's Cause we're also mind, out of mind. Yeah. And we're also modeling mm-hmm. for our kids too. So it's so tricky yes. because it's like, we're building these businesses to have the freedom to do yes. it all online. And yes. yet yes. we can't be on our phones all the time or else that gives them permission to do the same. I know. I know. I'll, I'll throw my phone on my music player. Cause it's like, it has to stay on there. And so if I, <laughs> I love music. So I'm like, oh, I'm not touching it now because I don't want to ruin my vibe. So that's kind of how I trick myself to not be on my phone sometimes. Same. I do the same thing. We have, like a, we have like a record player and a tuner. Mm-hmm. And if I plug in my phone, it's yep. like, I'm committing to just like separating, mm-hmm. separating. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. tricky. It's tricky. Mm-hmm. Even when you started describing balance, even using the word balance, I like recoiled because I'm just like, there's no such thing, but I love the way that you, you described it. That was really, really awesome. Yeah, totally. Okay. I think I have, I feel very filled up right now. I really appreciate this uh, conversation. I can talk about creativity all day and I'm just so happy that I was able to connect with you. I do have a personal not a personal question, but something that I'm interested in, yeah. uh, that I would, that I, I, I don't really ever get to talk to people with such a large following, but yeah. how do you manage DMS? Because you are so, uh. um, <laughs> you respond, like, obviously you're here. Like we have a relationship in the DMS and mm-hmm. I, but sometimes when you share, like mm-hmm. when you ask questions and then you share the results, I'm just like, what does her inbox look like? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's out of control and then sometimes it's manageable. It just, it just all depends. I do what I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I set timers for myself. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and for me, the most important part, the, the two most important parts of what I do on, on Instagram is obviously sharing content that's valuable for people. And then the other most important part is connecting with people, mm-hmm. building that connection. And so they are top priority for me. So my DMs are really, really important to me. I don't, there are, there are times where it gets out of hand and I just have to clear it out. But for the most part, I try to stay on top of it. And then I'll, I will make that number one priority. Like if I don't get to anything else, if I can get to my DMs, then I feel satisfied. So, um, yeah, it can be overwhelming. I mean, it, it can be hours in a day mm. to do that. So, but that is, that's part of what I do. Right. Right. And I mean, what a special part of your job, like connecting. And sometimes it's like deeply connecting. I can only assume, I mean, knowing the things that I share with people in the DMS, Mm -hmm. like it's gotta be feeling good. It's great. It's such a positive. There are so many positive and beautiful people that I have had the opportunity to connect with through that. It always astounds me because I know that in general, we look out at the world, especially people who are interacting over social media, and we have this super negative uh, connotation with it, but it's not been my experience at all, which is just so lovely. I, so many I mean, it speaks, connections. it speaks to the, the type of world you're curating, right? Because we're mm-hmm. all in control 
Mm-hmm. I like to think of, mm-hmm. of our internet world. And yeah. I think you're attracting the people that uh, want to be in your world and want to mm-hmm. be responding. And I think it's interesting. Um, I, I remember you did some heart tool um, yeah, yeah. sponsorship yes. <laughs> and like you ended up like outside of your bubble. Yes. And, and there's a lot of critiquing out there. <laughs> yeah, and I, I only bring it up because um, sometimes the contrast is helpful mm-hmm. to realize just yeah. how cozy and wonderful your world is. Yes. Which is funny because it's pretty, it's pretty broad, right? But to think, I mean, over this past year, as I've gone through what I've gone through personally with my family, that not one person, I've not gotten one DM from someone. And I try to speak about what I'm going through about every two weeks. So I'm opening that door up. I've not gotten one that's even been triggering, like one that's been insensitive, which is shocking to me because out of hundreds and hundreds of DMs, they've just been beautiful and supportive and understanding and gracious and astounds me. It it truly astounds me, but in a great way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate every time you share about when you choose to share about what's going on with you personally, Mm -hmm. because I think it just like helps you drop further into like, it makes me feel closer to you Mm -hmm. because especially when your feed looks so beautiful, Mm -hmm. um, it just helps remind us all that like, we're all humans, just like Mm -hmm. humaning behind the scenes. hundred percent. Um, yeah. Like I've been married before. I am not ashamed of it. It Mm -hmm. is just like part of the story and Mm -hmm. you're just walking through a really challenging time, but Mm -hmm. I would like to speak for all of your, um, your people and say, thank you for sharing that. I I really enjoy it. Not that I enjoy seeing your sadness, but just your (laughs) humanity, your humanity. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on here. I really appreciate you. This was awesome. So fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And, um, okay. Well, thank you so much. And, and I look forward to seeing, you know, this connection go Mm -hmm. further, like who knows how it's going to push out further into the world. So you're doing some really fun things. It's been so fun to watch you progress and grow and the things that you're moving and actually following through on. You know, because you were saying you're not so good at that, but look at you. You are. Yeah. So I'm well, proud of you. Thank and you. This is a, actually oh, go ahead. Oh, it's just been inspiring for me to watch your journey. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. Oh, I appreciate it. This is the third time I've tried to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. It was like a collective, like just the last two years, but wow. <clears throat> like the first idea was all about being a recovering perfectionist. Okay. And um it just didn't feel like it had legs. Like I ended up just not wanting to talk about my flaws. Like I want to talk about the things that inspire me. Mm -hmm. And then before my mom got sick, I was trying to put a podcast out, put it out. Mm -hmm. And then I just like, it just, it wasn't ready. It wasn't ready. And here we are. And I'm like, so ready now. So thanks for the support. I really, what a beautiful conversation. And please share a photo of your mural on your deck. Oh, I will for sure. For sure. All right. Well, thank you so much. Great morning. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay. Wasn't she great? She's just so warm and loving. And I just love talking about her home and how she might not be a trained designer, but she does this intuitive design that really encompasses her lifestyle as a mom and a family having her family there and 
I've really enjoyed watching the evolution of her home in her Instagram feed. So I hope you give her a follow. She's over at House on a Sugar Hill. I'll put all her links in the show notes. Um, Let me know what your biggest takeaway was from this. I really loved um, the part in the beginning when we were talking about having to use creativity as a job and sometimes how it loses its luster. I thought that was really honest and it can be challenging, which is why pouring into your creative self, I, I really believe is is the key because it keeps that creative soil watered and nurtured and, and nourished. So, And if this podcast is nourishing you, send me a DM. Let me know what you're working on. It inspires me so much to hear all the things that you guys are doing and if you feel called would you leave a review it helps the algorithm so much to get my message out further and i truly believe that the more people that are taking their creativity seriously and pouring into their creative selves and tending to their inner creative i believe the happier we collectively are and the more beautiful world we have. So let's get the message out. And remember, I love you. You are worthy. You are welcome here just as you are. And you are enough. Until next time, have a great one. It's Felix. You know what I'm gonna say. Please review the podcast. I would really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Woo-hoo.